What is the danger of comparing myself to others? Why is comparing myself one of the main ways that I lose self-esteem? Stay tuned. You are listening to the Career Path Angel Show, where we talk all about career, business, positive mindset, self-development, and many other fun and exciting topics with one goal in mind, to help new working professionals to fast-track their careers in the corporate world. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Here is your host, Angel Mary. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Career Path Angel Show. I'm your host, Angel Mary. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. If you are new to the podcast, I want to let you know I really greatly appreciate that you're here listening in. This is a podcast dedicated to talking everything relating to business, your professional career, positive mindset, growth, everything you need to really do better, be better, and flourish in your career. Before I jump in to the topic today, if you could do me a favor and just rate the podcast at the end of the show, I would really appreciate it. That way, anyone who is clicking by and sees the episode, they may actually stop in and listen with the help of your review. All right, let's jump into today's topic. What are the dangers of comparing ourselves to someone else? I know you're what you're thinking. This is something that we all do without even realizing half the time. Imagine yourself going into work and then sitting down and then hearing about what your coworker has done and what other people are saying about your coworker or what are the accomplishments of your coworker. And then looking at yourself and thinking about whether or not you live up to wherever your coworker is. And it doesn't have to be your coworker, by the way. This could be your really good friend. This could be your sibling. This could be your parents, what they've accomplished compared to you in your life at the same period. It could be literally anybody that you come in contact with. That dreaded comparison. Why is it so dangerous to compare yourself to someone else? Why am I even talking about this? Because obviously this happens from time to time for all of us. We all have those moments in time where we look at ourselves and we compare ourselves to the next person and think, wait a second, am I not good enough? Why is that person getting X, Y, Z and I'm still in the same place? Why is it that this particular type of comparison is dangerous? First of all, when you make these kinds of comparisons, sometimes you're making comparisons without all the information or the facts. Sometimes you're looking at somebody from afar and you're making a lot of assumptions about how they got where they got, how easy it was for them to get where they where they are right now, and you're also making the assumption that maybe they didn't really work as hard as you have this until this point. Because making that kind of an assumption assumes that they've only done the same amount of work you've done to be in the same position, right? Because you're putting somebody who is at a very different place in terms of their expertise and their experience to you. And you don't know everything about what's going on in their lives. All right, I'm going to tell you a quick story so you can understand 
how this breaks down. And I'm going to talk about it from the perspective of when I was working in management. I had a set of, actually, I had a huge number of people reporting up to me. It was almost 300 people. And I did have a few middle managers between me and some of the staff. But because I had an open door policy, I was able to interact with everybody in the entire company. Everybody who wanted to have access to me had access to me because one of the tasks at hand for me to handle was to change the culture of the company. And for me personally, having an open door policy allowed me to get a pulse of how everyone in the company was interacting with one another. I want to be changing some names so that no one is revealed, but there were there were two employees who were working. One employee was working in a physician's assistant's role. Uh, and a physician's assistant role is very, very, very similar, maybe a step down than a doctor's position, where they can do a lot of the same things a doctor can do without the same level of cred- credentialing. And then the other individual that that person was comparing themselves next to was a nurse practitioner who was also working on the floor. The nurse practitioner had a habit of coming in late, and the nurse practitioner also did not report to the same boss as the physician's assistant. And the nurse practitioner had a very, very good reason why she was late. She She was a single mom. She got special permission from her boss to be able to come late every morning because she was putting her only son on the school bus. And since she had nobody else that she could count on, she made a special um, arrangement with her boss, who was one of my middle managers, on ensuring that she was able to get her child on the bus and come come to work. Well, the physician's assistant felt that she was getting some kind of special privileges. And the problem with that is she wasn't getting anything really extra special. I mean, the the truth was she stayed much longer later past everyone else every evening, but no one would know that if they didn't stay longer too. And even on the weekends when she had extra time, she would be the first person to cover for anyone else who was not available to come in. So there were certain things that the nurse practitioner was doing to go above and beyond to make up for the fact that she had to come in 10 minutes late every morning. But what happened? The physician assistant walked into my office when I was running all of the operations of this organization. And because they felt that their complaints going to their manager was falling on deaf ears, they decided to just skip their boss and come straight to me. When I sat down with the physician's assistant, I wanted to understand why was this something that really bothered the individual? Why was the physician's assistant feeling so upset? I asked, is your work being impacted? And they said, no. And then I asked, well, is the work of the nurse practitioner being impacted? And they said, well, no, I mean, they're seeing their patients on time. They're not, they're just not here for the the morning meeting before the patients begin. And then I said, why are you so concerned with what the nurse practitioner is doing? 
I asked that because they don't overlap in any pl- any way, shape, or form. They both had different bosses. They had different hours. This was something where I know that the physician's assistant was watching the nurse practitioner in the office being well-liked by everyone because obviously the nurse practitioner was going above and beyond in every other aspect. It was that 10-minute delay in the mornings that was the judgment. And the physician assistant said, well, I don't understand why she can just roll in whenever she wants every day. And I said, listen, this is a private matter between the nurse practitioner and her manager, but why are you making this comparison? What are you, what are you concerned about here? And then I got to the crux of it. The physician's assistant started breaking down, telling me about all of their struggles, all of their insecurities, all of their worries about their relevance in the job. And before I knew it, I realized that this was a matter of self-esteem. Yes, you heard me. It's self-esteem. Now, I'm going to shift gears and talk a little bit about how self-esteem plays into the comparison of you versus the next person. I think that when we start down the path of comparing ourselves to somebody else, we run the risk of destroying our own self-confidence because we are making a a split-second decision on where they are in the world and in the work world and where you are in the world and in the work world. Why is that unfair? It's unfair because you and the other person you're comparing yourself to are not exactly the same, right? Because when we make that comparison, we're only going to be harsher and more critical of ourselves. We're not exactly the same as the next person. Even I could easily be super self-critical by thinking about the millions and millions of other podcasts out there that are way, 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 way better than mine. I could think about that and, and it could force me to freeze and just stop the process. I could kill my own self-motivation by thinking about the fact that there's someone better than me. Now, I want you to really think about the reason why having this comparison is dangerous, The first reason why I feel like it's extremely dangerous is because it actually puts you in a place where you're telling yourself some false things. You're telling yourself that you are not good enough. Why give yourself that negative self-talk? Why tell yourself that you're not just as good as the next person? And why not frame it so that we look at the other individual with their own particular obstacles and pain points that they're overcoming. We, we were not born from the same people, right? And even if we were, even if the person you're comparing yourself is your sibling, we still have so many things that are different about us. Every single person we interact with is different. Every single experience we go through is different. And even if it's some of it is the same, we perceive it in a different way, right? So that is important to remember that our perception of certain particular scenarios is not going to be the same way someone else perceives them. And also because we perceive things differently than the next person, our decisions are going to be different. And when our decisions are different, our outcomes are different. 
when we look at the next person and we start making the comparison, the other thing that we do that I really think is dangerous is we start to uplift the other person when we start asking the question on why, meaning we put them on a pedestal of someone who's better than who we are, when the truth is, is there should be zero comparisons made at all. You know, if you, for example, I'm going to use a simple example of sibling rivalry. If your sibling goes to your parents and tells them that they've had some great accomplishment and you have a twinge of maybe jealousy that you're, they're being praised, what is that twinge of jealousy coming from? Is it because you know that there were things that you should have been doing so that you could have also been getting praise in that moment, but you didn't do the work? That's the harsh truth, right? Sometimes the harsh truth is we haven't done the work to get what they have accomplished. Or our perception is that we are doing the work and we're not getting the accolades we deserve. But if you really look closely, that's not really the truth. The truth is we probably haven't done enough work. Next, I want to say life truly is not fair. And I want to say this because it's important to remember that sometimes for some people, things just come easier. I'm going to tell you an example. When I first got into one of my roles, I had to learn one of these software systems. This was like about 15 years ago. It was a software system that was brand new for the company, and I had to figure it out very quickly. And my coworkers, because we were all at the same level at this point in the team, we all had to figure out this new software. And for some individuals, learning new software on a computer is really difficult. And thankfully, I'm not one of those people. But I still had trouble learning this particular software. Somehow, the one guy in our department who seemed to not really make much of an effort in anything else he does picked this up really, really, really fast. And I remember some of my other colleagues who were frustrated when he was getting praise because not only did he pick up the software quickly, he was also able to run the training sessions for all of us. And suddenly this guy who hardly put any effort into any of his work was feeling really proud of the fact that he was being called to do something where he was actually running the show for everyone else. And To be honest, when you're in a position where suddenly you go from you're the same level as everyone else to now you are actually training other people, there is a little bit of confidence that comes with that. And so there was a change in him and he was being a little bit more authoritative when he was training the rest of the staff. My colleagues, they were not really pleased with his newfound confidence and they actually called it arrogance. But the truth was he finally found something that he really enjoyed doing. He actually realized, wait a second, paper pushing is not for me, but training others in software is something that I'm really good at. And he found something that he could really grow from. But his colleagues were really jealous because up until that point, they were the stars of the show. They were the ones that the boss was always giving accolades to. They were the ones who got things um, where they understood things quickly. But he, for the first time ever, shone through with the new technology and he was able to pick it up quickly and he was able to train everyone. And 
I can't tell you how many people came up to me complaining and saying, well, can you believe so-and-so? Look at the way he said this. Can you believe him? I don't understand why the boss is giving him so much extra time with this and this. I don't understand why the boss gave him X, Y, Z responsibilities. And I had to talk to them and explain to them, like, I don't understand what the problem is. He's actually doing great. I don't even, he's actually engaged and he's happy. Why aren't you happy for him? Because actually, when you make that comparison between you and the next person, you have to remember sometimes you don't have the same skills that they do, right? Life isn't always fair, maybe. Maybe you do have the same skills, but the other person got chosen. But remembering that sometimes some people don't have exactly the same skill set as you and giving them the props when they showcase that they've gone above and beyond. That's really important. The other thing I want to say that was really dangerous about comparisons is you can easily turn close friends and allies into your rivals the moment you allow your brain to go down the path of comparing yourself to them. Comparing yourself to the next person is a a way you chip away at your own self-confidence. It's like someone taking a little pebble and throwing it at your soul and knocking a little piece off. And then you feel a little bit of pain because you're thinking that the other person is better than you. They, They do everything better. Why is everyone liking them? And then you start thinking worse about yourself. And then you know what happens? You actually start thinking negatively towards the person who's doing better than you. And that's dangerous because those people could be your siblings, your friends, your allies. They could be people that are your biggest supporters and you're sitting there thinking negatively about them. That's not good for you and that's not good for them, but it's especially not good for you, right? Because if you're thinking in that way, you're going to be in the situation where you start taking for granted the goodness of those relationships, Because jealousy is really kind of an ugly thing, right? The moment you start making comparisons, that little jealous green-eyed monster, that, that little kernel of like feeling negative energy starts to grow because making a comparison saying, well, that person is better than me, then what about me? That's a self-reflection point now. You're, st- you're reflecting on your own accomplishments, your own energy towards projects, your own ideals and goals or lack thereof. The fact that you are looking at somebody else who should be inspiring you and feeling negativity towards them is a red flag for yourself, right? Because you don't want to be in that state of mind where you're thinking negatively. I would twist that and turn that from thinking negatively towards the person and thinking positively. And how do you do that? I'm going to tell you how I view things. Whenever I see somebody doing something and I feel like a twinge of, wait a second, like I feel something in me. It's not, for me, it never comes out like hate. And I don't really compare myself to others because I know it's dangerous. But if I feel like a twinge of something on the inside where I know it makes it's making me feel something, I really look and self-reflect on that. I ask myself questions on why it's something that is making me question myself, okay? And I'm going to talk about why I went into the business of motivating others. I I went into this because 
I am the motivator among my friends, among my group of friends. When people are like among my group, they have trouble, like they do call me. And I am the positive outlook, glass half half full individual. I see the good in every situation. I see learning opportunities everywhere I go. I look at the positives and the growth and the mis- and the mistakes and the lessons learned. And I actually, because I'm looking at it from the outside looking in, I'm the person who's able to clearly communicate that to my friend when they're deep in it, right? And one of the reasons why everyone comes to me is because I have that sort of mentality. Now, when I have that twinge, that tiny feeling on the inside about something, when someone's doing something, that's a question on me personally. Why am I feeling that? Explore that feeling. You need to ask yourself questions on why there is a feeling in the first place. So these are the the way the way I would break it down on what's First question is, why is this bothering me? That's a question first that I would ask myself. If something is someone else is doing is making you feel something and you're comparing yourself, why are you feeling this way? For me, I know that for the longest time in my career, the longest time, I'm, I'm now looking back, right? Over the course of 20 plus years, every single time I was put in a position to speak publicly in front of departments, in front of employees, in front of staff, in front of the hospital. I was exhilarated. I was excited. I was happy. And I found that in between managing large companies and dealing with all of the daily workflow and the day-to-day and the staffing and everything that goes along with being a leader, the one part about being in my a place of employment that I enjoyed the most was when I was speaking in public. And that goes all the way back to when I was a child and I was doing all of those youth speeches and traveling around the country and winning first place everywhere. That was, it's the same feeling you get when you're watching basketball as an adult and you feel like going and shooting threes in your yard because you used to play um, high school basketball. But now you're watching you know, LeBron James play and you're like, you know what, I want to go shoot some hoops. Like you feel motivation because that's something you did, right? So it's the same way for me. Maybe someone's playing basketball. For me, it's public speaking. I love public speaking. I come alive in front of people when I'm speaking. And that's one of the things that I always felt I should be doing my entire career. Even when I was managing over 300 people, In the back of my head, I had this dream that I would be motivating people and I wouldn't be in the deep, dark recesses of payroll and labor disputes and, you know, uh, conflict resolution or growing a business, like doing things that I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't have passion for it. And so, of course, when I'm seeing somebody else following the dream that I haven't actually realized myself... I had that twinge on the inside. But the key to not falling into the negative is to explore why that twinge of something inside your core turns and you feel that. Why? Why am I feeling this way? And when you get to the truth of the matter, it's because you are not following through with what your dreams and aspirations are. You are not living to the fullest of your potential. You are not giving it your all. You know if you're giving it your all, right? You know if you're following through with your dreams. So you have to be honest with yourself. Are you being honest with yourself? 
Are you doing everything you possibly can? I'm betting you anything. Some of the reasons why that feeling happens is because you might have a list somewhere of the things that you've always wanted to do and you never follow through on it because of fear. That fear that you might actually shine, that you might actually be absolutely amazing. No, it's not a fear of failure. Sometimes it's a fear of success that happens to us. And I want to push you now when you're when I'm talking to you about this. That danger of comparing yourself to other others, it's it's really coming down to why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you even considering thinking that anyone else is at the same level as you, right? Yeah, some people might be higher than you. They have more experience than you. They have more desire to achieve their dreams than you. And that's not something to be hateful towards or angry towards or questioning towards. That's to be self-reflective on how do I change my ways and my methods to follow suit and achieve my dreams, That's where this comes down to. Everything I'm talking about here is self-reflection. And when we self-reflect, we start figuring out what are our deepest, darkest, darkest fears? What are our deepest, darkest dreams? What are our goals? What, what is it that we want to accomplish? And I want to tell you right now, there is never going to be anyone who's a bigger cheerleader for yourself than you. I'm going to tell you right now that when I decided to start my podcast, there was one individual that I was expecting to be excited for me who just laughed in my face like it was a joke. Now, I could have taken that to heart and thought, okay, this person obviously thinks that I'm not going to be good at podcasting. You know what they said? Who do you think? Who's going to even listen to you? That's what that person said. But if I let that one person's ideas and thoughts and doubts allow me to dictate what I do with my life, right now, I would not have enjoyed this amazing last two years of creating, learning, sharing all these amazing ideas and these people that I've interviewed. I've never, I would never be in this position. Uh, it's opened so many doors. I've met so many people because of this podcast. And If I had just listened to that one person, I would still be doing the same thing I was doing before. And now I'm actually doing exactly what I wanted to do all along. And that is something to be proud of. That's something to have a feeling of joy about. And it takes away that twinge, right? If I was listening to someone else's podcast and in the back of my head, I was thinking, I can do this, but you know what? That person said, I, I'm, you know, it's a joke if I was doing it. And I followed through with what that person said. I'm going to challenge you and say, don't let what someone else says be the decision maker of your life. If there is something deep down inside of you that you've always wanted to do, go for it, do it. And if you feel like you're not getting support, you tell yourself every single day in the mirror, you can do it. Because honestly, there's going to be nobody who supports you more than you. Literally nobody. If you're fortunate enough to have a circle of support, then even better. There's actually no reason for you to, to pause. Whatever your dream is, you should pursue it. If your dream is to learn how to fly a plane, go take the lessons now. It doesn't matter if everyone's going to laugh at you. Oh, why do you want to learn how to fly a plane? Well, because you've always wanted to learn how to do it. Just go do it. 
Or if you wanted to apply for that job that is one level higher than the position you're in right now, do it. Go for it. What's stopping you? Yourself? Your own thoughts? What someone else said about you? Don't let what anyone else ever says impact your own mental persona and your mental strength. Your ability to withstand criticism is what sets you apart as a leader. You have everything that is in front of you that you can use as resources now. We are now in a digital age where everything, literally everything and anything you can dream of is out there at your fingertips. The question is, are you going to take the moment to stop what you're doing right now and to switch gears and open yourself up to learning something new? And I'm going to tell you this, the moment you begin the process of learning something, a new, completely new thing that you've never learned before, and you dedicate time towards that, like I dedicated over three months, 24 hours a day, nonstop, every free moment I had between eating my lunch or you know, between um, taking a walk or exercising, every free moment in between, I was researching podcasts before I launched my podcast. I dedicated myself to the point where I was living, eating, breathing, and dreaming about the podcast. I got to the point where I was, that was the only thing I was talking about. My husband was like, are you going to talk about anything else? <laughs> because it was boring for him, but I was so excited. So do you have anything like that going on in your life? If not, I'm betting you anything, you are in that trap right now of comparison, comparing yourself to others. And you chose to listen to this episode because you're wondering, why is it dangerous? It's dangerous because it, it actually pa- like stops you from giving yourself the boost that you need to do something. Now, if you do get inspiration from someone else doing something and you want to do it too, go for it. But remember, whatever you're going for, do what's best for you. Don't copy someone else. Be the original. Don't do what someone else is doing exactly be yourself and find your own dreams. But whatever it is, I'm here to tell you, you absolutely can do it. You have what it takes. If no one else is telling you this, I'm telling you this. You have whatever it is that it takes to get it done. And I look forward to hearing about what it is that you are accomplishing. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Coming up next week, I have two really great episodes rounding out the end of the season I have Sarah Karen coming up she's an amazing writer who is joining to talk about everything relating to the writing freelance world and I also have Carmen Arias back and we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic so please stay tuned I'm so thankful if you enjoyed the podcast please take a moment and rate the podcast on your podcast player so anyone else listening in can tune in. Thank you so much. And remember, no matter what, if you believe in yourself, you can achieve it. Thank you for tuning into the Career Path Angel Show with Angel Mary. Something you want to hear Angel talk about on the show? Contact Angel through Instagram or TikTok to let her know. Hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and be sure to share it with your friends. Till next time, stay confident, stay positive, and never give up.